All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy. The year is 1982. I have no idea what those words mean, or really any of the lyrics on the Land Down Under on the Men at Work debut album. Never mind. This is the first tape cassette I have ever bought with my own money. I'm in third grade. I'm a pretty happy kid. I like rocking out to 93.3 WMMR reading the latest Ramona book by Beverly Cleary. But I already have a dark secret. In class, when I see people have finished their fractions worksheet, I'm still struggling. My face feels like it's on fire. I cry in the bathroom after math tests. And this is just the beginning of my math shame. Later, all the other kids in Honors English are also in Honors Math. Except me! In high school, I'm discouraged from taking calculus. Sophomore year in college, at the insistence of my parents, I take a physics class for liberal arts majors, but my brain freezes over at the equations. I'm lost by the second day, and I've actually never told anyone this, but it's the only class I ever dropped. 20 years later, my repeating nightmare is that I never officially withdrew from the class, and now I have to take the final exam. I'm Anoush Samarodi, and you're listening to New Tech City, the show about how technology is changing the way we live. And as you just heard, math was my nemesis, my downfall, the one class that just always got the best of me. And this episode is about how we might use technology not to solve climate change or cancer, but a nagging, nasty, and persistent problem for some of us. Some say particularly for girls and women, an aversion to math. We found a man who knows a lot about people with these math demons, Dr. Mark Ashcraft. I am one of the right people to talk to, yes. Mark is the head of the psychology department at the University of Las Vegas, and he's made his name in researching what is now officially called math anxiety. A lot of people know exactly what math anxiety is. You can ask people, are you math anxious? And they'll talk to you for 10 or 15 minutes about how bad they are at math. And yeah, sorry about math. that. Math anxiety is this emotional, attitudinal kind of reaction to math that many people develop. It's anywhere from discomfort all the way to outright fear. Mark says it usually starts like performance anxiety. You're nervous about a test or just going up to the blackboard. 
And then this worry grows like a pernicious weed, a weed that thrives in the minds of the very young and vulnerable. We've even seen math anxiety in very young children, say first and second grade. A little more typically, I think, it seems to start showing up long around the sixth grade, seventh grade level. The roots of the math anxiety weed grow strong and harden into a bad attitude and full-blown anxiety. The kind of thing that you see often is the attitude, oh, I'm bad at math, I'm afraid of math, I've always been terrible at math, a really defeatist kind of attitude, like there's nothing I can do to get any better. Mark says being so resolved that you'll never understand math affects all kinds of things, like career choices. For example, students will decide to major in something partly because it requires no math. This idea that math is just particularly hard for some people, they just can't do it, well, that became acceptable. It became a belief. And we also know now that that math anxiety weed... It can grow shoots and multiply. So there's at least some evidence that little girls in particular uh, tend to learn math-anxious attitudes from their female teachers. And studies suggest it's the anxiety itself that affects a student's capacity to do math, not an innate ability or disability. And you know, that just totally makes sense to me. This idea that the more anxious you get, the more your brain just shuts down, thinks it can't do something. Anxiety is a physical reaction. That has been proven time and time again. We all know this. We have felt it. What do we do when we feel powerless? We close up. We wrap ourselves up. We make ourselves small. We don't want to bump into the person next to us. Your Body Language Shapes Who You Are is the name of a TED Talk given by Harvard Business School professor Amy Cuddy. Since she gave the talk in 2012, it's been viewed over 17 million times. We know that our minds change our bodies, but is it also true that that our bodies change our minds? Okay, so a quick overview if you aren't familiar with the talk. Cuddy is a social psychologist, and she did an experiment looking at the hormones people produce when they are in what she calls... A power pose. Okay, like this, all right? I've got my feet up on the desk, hands behind my head. Ah, feeling like I'm the boss of things. So you make yourself big, you stretch out, you take up space, you're basically opening up. It's about opening up. The opposite is what she calls a low power pose. Okay, like this one. So I'm now like scrunched up at the desk, arms folded in. I'm text messaging. I'm leaning over a desk doing long division under a time crunch. We close up. We wrap ourselves up. We make ourselves small. We don't want to... She had people hold these low or high power poses for two minutes. And what she found out was kind of crazy. So two minutes lead to these hormonal changes that configure your brain to basically be either assertive, confident, and comfortable... Or really stress-reactive and, you know, feeling sort of shut down. And we've all... A high-power pose led to more testosterone, less cortisol, meaning more of the hormone that gives you confidence and less of the one that makes you feel anxious. A low-power pose led to less of the confidence hormone and more of the anxiety hormone. There's a lot more to Amy Cuddy's talk. We've got a link to it at newtechcity.org. But basically, she wraps up by exhorting us to give power posing a try. Before you go into the next stressful evaluative situation, 
for two minutes, try doing this in the elevator, in a bathroom stall, at your desk behind closed doors. That's what you want to do. Get, configure your brain to cope the best in that situation. Get your And I remember when I first saw Amy Cuddy's talk, wondering if I had done power poses in the stall in the elementary school bathroom, could that have made a difference? Instead of psyching myself out or getting in as much of a fetal position as I could while taking a math test, maybe I should have stretched out and that would have helped. In a minute, someone else who listened to Amy Cuddy's talk and took action. You're actually taking a concept that people have heard about at TED and applying it. Yeah, that's right. So we got really excited when we heard about that research. Okay, get in your power pose. Feel good? We'll be back in a minute. New Tech City is supported by LegalZoom. If you've been thinking about starting your own business, LegalZoom can help you do it. Learn more about DBAs, LLCs, incorporation, trademarks, and other ways to protect your business and assets at LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom provides self-help services and can connect you with an attorney, but they're not a law firm. Enter technology in the referral box at checkout for a special discount for New Tech City listeners. Skyline Cloud Services, a cloud technology solution for small and medium-sized businesses, providing data and software hosting solutions, including cloud paging, allowing access to full-feature desktop software from any internet-connected PC. Skyline is an authorized commercial host of Intuit and other leading software companies to provide managed hosting and rental of their software titles, including QuickBooks. Learn more at SkylineCloudServices.com. back. You feeling good? Feeling confident? Feeling powerful? Yeah. This is New Tech City. I'm Manoush Samarodi. So I was wondering if power posing could have helped me gain the confidence to avoid a lifetime of math anxiety. And Catherine Isbister wondered the exact same thing. But she wondered if there was a better way than just, like, standing in a lonely bathroom stall. So that we get the study with right. With the game. Yeah, with the game. Unlike so, me, so the game Catherine has no problem with math. She's a professor of computer science and engineering at NYU Poly. That's the engineering part of NYU. I went to visit her in Brooklyn, where she runs the Game Innovation Lab. The lab opened in 2011. It's an enormous white room. At one end is an area they call the living room. It's carpeted with big round furniture in all colors of the rainbow. There's a pile of 1980s video game consoles and cartridges, in case you want to get some Mario Brothers on. The atmosphere is playful. It's fun, even though the focus is on the technical, engineering, and science side of games. And this is where I went to play, to try out a game for kids called Scoops. So you have your hands on your hips, your legs are sort of solidly apart, and you are looking like a truck could hit you and you wouldn't fall over, basically. (laughs) It's sort of the Superman pose if I do the, the fists on my hips. Okay, so now you're in the arms extended upwards pose. So what Amy told us was the big thing is keeping your arms far from your body, like okay. not having your upper arms close to your body. So all of these poses have your arms really far away from your sides. Okay. Yep, that's so, me standing like Wonder Woman, my cape waving in the wind. Catherine and her team are creating a game based on Amy Cuddy's TED Talk. They're turning it into a video game for kids to help with math. You're actually taking a concept that people have heard about at TED and applying it. 
Yeah, that's right. So we got really excited when we heard about that research. And I thought, hey, you know, math anxiety is a real problem with kids. And if this power posing really works to increase confidence and help kids take risks, that would be fabulous, right? I truly was that girl in third grade crying in the bathroom over math. And um, as you can tell, I'm slightly traumatized by it. (laughs) So I have a very personal interest in seeing what this can do. The research shows that it isn't even necessarily about mastery for kids. So even kids who do okay at math can develop this math anxiety and they get this almost PTSD thing, like post-traumatic stress about math, where they're feeling freaked out about taking tests, even though they're not doing so badly. The team uses Connect, the Microsoft motion sensing technology. Kids look at the screen, they line up their bodies to be in the right poses, and then they do some math. In this case, it's fractions with ice cream cones. The goal is to place these falling fractions on a number line, and players control the line by moving their hands. Bigger fractions get the player into more powerful poses. Oh, and so when they move the ice cream cones around, they're in that higher power pose. Exactly. Okay. As a as opposed to being like at their desk in a fetal position, like I would have been. No mouse, no little keyboard that would scrunch their little bodies up at a desk. Kids stand big and tall to do math with this game. This is arms extended downwards. An early version of the game had some promising results. But to be sure that the poses really increase math confidence, well, the game is getting a second version that isolates just the poses in a way that precisely matches Amy Cuddy's research. I think they found results that the six poses, 20 seconds per pose... Um, is sort of the minimum that Amy would want to have. But it's early days. The NYU team won't be dropping Scoops the Game into your app store anytime soon because most of the so-called educational apps there have not been tested scientifically by their developers, which is unacceptable for games developed in this lab. They'll say that it's based on research, and we actually really want to prove that this is helpful before we then go and build and release the game. Taking a social psychology study, turning those concepts into a physical game with sensors, and then adding an educational twist, and proving that it actually works better than the way we've been doing math for the last century, well... The thing is, it takes time to do this kind of interdisciplinary work, and that's why I think not more of it is done. It takes a while to get the design of the game right, and then to run a study in a way that's scientifically valid also takes time. So far, Susan has tested the game in her seven-year-old's class. Harvard researcher Amy Cuddy is testing it in a school near her, too. I have offered up my kid's class for testing as well. You'll be getting an email, Miss Christina. But meanwhile, Catherine helped me fantasize a world, my world, Without math anxiety. Wouldn't you be happy to not have that lingering in your mind? I mean, if that could make a difference for doing things like, you know, balancing your books at the end of the month and so forth. I mean, you don't need to be dragging those feelings behind you anymore. Ah, dragging those feelings behind me. Look, I don't need a diagnosis, but hearing that math anxiety is a real thing is vindicating. Maybe I would have been just fine at math if some kindly teacher had taken one look at my little tear-stained face 30 years ago and said, let's just nip this neurosis right in the bud. Or later, when I was a preteen and I started to rationalize and say to myself, well, you know, some girls just aren't good at math. My theory should not have been confirmed by 
math class Barbie. Math class is tough. Maybe if I'd been jumping around, playing a game, my arms outstretched as I moved virtual ice cream around, I would have been just fine. Maybe. Mark Ashcraft, our math anxiety expert from the beginning of the show, he says he's seen some results from low-tech interventions, like getting students to write in a diary before taking a test. Like, I studied for this, I know I'm going to do just the best I can, and it's going to be fine. But Ashcraft says it's still not really clear what can help people cope with math anxiety. So he wants to know more about what Isbister is doing. And he says, why not make it fun? Why not turn it into play? I'm Anoush Zamarodi. Thank you so much for listening to New Tech City. Go ahead and subscribe. It just takes a sec. Oh, and one final thought. Wasn't it nice to learn in this episode that something real can come out of a TED Talk? Just saying. Okay. Traveling in a fried out combi On a hippie trail head full of zombie.